Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. <laughs> Welcome to episode 105. <laughs> the- <laughs> we seem shocked that we're, that we're recording right now. We were both speechless for a moment, which never happened. Because <laughs> I was... I was going to hit the record button and I have to get permission from Vanessa to record this episode through whatever. Don't worry about the logistics. But yeah, and, yeah. and I hit it to see if it says it. And it's like, it's recording. And we're like, oh. <laughs> right. Like, oh, we're on right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Which is funny because I feel like when you watch us live on Facebook, it's literally the same thing, right? Like, because there's a countdown or like not, you know. And you're just kind of sit and wait for the thing to pop up and say you're live. So whenever that shows up, we're like, oh, okay, here we are. Yeah, now we're on now. (laughs) So hello, hello. How are we all? It is, woo, we we are headed into, oh, we're actually now in Scorpio season. We sure are. We, (laughs) Vanessa's like, I have a Scorpio child. Um, I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I find Scorpio season very challenging, Um, but that's just me. Uh, Eclipse season is on its way. We have a a Venus Kazemi, which if you don't know what that is, um, go look it up. It's a very auspicious, sweet, sweet moment with Venus. Um, And there's a, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things happening astrologically. Halloween. Is it Samhain? I think that's the, is that this? Yeah. That coming. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly up to my pagan holidays. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really identify with them. So I just kind of like, I try to do it like I would do every other holiday. Like, hey, if this is your thing, yeah. enjoy. <laughs> so, so with all that said, which I think today's topic's fitting with all that all the disruption and the change and the digging up the underworld and, and, and kind of examining what's there and kind of can give us what we're going to talk about today. Vanessa, what is that? We are going to talk about our spiritual identity crisis. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It it is a great time for it because I do feel like every time, every year around this time, we get like a little in our feels about spookiness, you know, and like some of it is like the, um, you know, just kind of the, the holiday of Halloween and the day of the dead. And like, you know, just kind of some of that, like some of that stuff there. But I also think like with the winding down of summer and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, like we, we tend to like the trees, like our leaves die off and we're, we're, we're really thinking of, you know, things a lot differently. So it's, it's like, I feel like a natural progression into like hibernation or the depths or digging holes or, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think all of it coming at the same time as, um, you know, some of the, everybody's talking about spooky stuff, stuff for some people that has been triggering like awakenings, which is, super cool but also very scary for some people so um I love this topic I feel like this is like coming right up against everything I've been doing in the last same month um in a good like a really good way so um I'm like I'm just pumped like to help people get like some insight into this because it really is scary for people to think about like changing spiritual beliefs or adding spiritual beliefs or creating sometimes for the first time a spiritual belief yeah and you know it's funny because you were talking about that process of the seasons you know i i like to fall up to a point and but i realize fall and winter is us getting comfortable with like and i and this is going to stretch a lot of people but death and decay. Yeah. There's huh? beauty in it. 
And I never saw it because I was always like, I want the green. I want the colors. I want the flowers. I want the sun. I want to shine light on everything. Mm -hmm. But when we're in the, I, I look at like the, the end of fall as well as into winter as like the underworld season Mm because we go in we because we can't plant and because we can't be out in the you know doing things and creating crops and it's natural for us to hibernate it's like the Mm -hmm. pioneer days they didn't grow things over the winter because they couldn't so Mm -hmm. it was a day of like it was you did work the winter work and so For many of us, energetically and emotionally, the winter work is spending time unearthing the shadow side of ourselves, spending mm-hmm. more time with ourselves because we have, we're almost like we have to face that part of ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and when we come to spirituality, for me, I really feel that having an understanding of who we are in our light and our shadow lets us have an indication of how we work in our spirituality, how Mm -hmm. we connect to it and how we kind of work our magic, so to speak, like what flavor in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why the shadow work is so important. Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I just, I kind of just wanted to reflect on that whole idea of the death and decay thing, because Mm -hmm. There's beauty in it because you need the the decay of the leaves and on the earth so that there's nutrients in the soil so that the soil can grow. It's the same thing with us. Mm -hmm. It's a life cycle that has to happen. And for us, every time we get into the underworld of, of stuff that's within us that, you know, we've let go of, or we've healed, we're, we're just, we're turning the earth using all of that as compost like when we heal from our traumas when we heal from our tendencies or we heal our thought processes our belief systems or the trauma that's happened to us from another person like our parents our family our friends our our loved ones our spouses however that happened it's like we're using all that we've healed and using it as fertilizer for the soil that we plant our garden in our spiritual metaphoric garden. Mm-hmm. And the more, the more that we can heal those parts of ourselves or not even, I don't even want to say heal because are we ever done healing in yeah. certain aspects? There are some things that are going to remain with us mm-hmm. that we can use. And knowing that that's part of our soil makes us understand what we can plant that will best grow in our soil. Yeah. So I if you're that. thinking of this like big metaphor visual, you know, my garden. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, to throw an example out there, it's, it's, you know, for me, I, I'm always going to have, you know, tendencies like, oh, I don't know, what's one of my shadows, Vanessa? <laughs> I, I have so many. Um, so, okay. I, I will use this one. I, I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not shooting that arrow. <laughs> Come on, Vanessa, I help a girl out. No. Uh, so I have one of my shadows is that I fear and I feel abandonment very deeply. And that um, if I, I'm, I'm afraid of it a lot, if I don't, mm-hmm. if something like the relationship isn't connecting or whatever, that's something that's in my soil. So how do I help? How does that enrich my soil? Well, knowing that has, I've learned how to cope with it, how to work through it, how to understand what it's feeling. And in that vein, I've chosen because I'm, I'm, I'm chosen to be a healer and help others. I know what that feels like. I know what the triggers are. I can help, help others realize it within themselves and begin to help lessen the trigger of their own abandonment, honor their abandonment and the fact that they felt that way and give Mm -hmm. them space to say, because people used to say, Oh, I was abandoned. I never realized that I felt that way about certain things until I started talking about things and talking about my past and realized, fuck, 
that's me too. Right. Well, because we think of like words, man, what does abandonment mean? Like, well, but my people were there, right? Like it wasn't abandoned, right? Like we think of abandoned, like a baby that was left at the friggin' fire station, right? Like <laughs> not emotional abandonment. Oh no. I now we're in the in arena. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh shit, there's an emotional kind. Okay. Yeah. That's that. There it is. <laughs> so it, it, it helps me help myself. Like knowing it, like, recently I've worked on confronting friends and and people I love with things that have happened, even though I feared that they were going to walk out of my life and abandon Mm -hmm. quotes with me, Mm -hmm. um, abandon (laughs) me because of me standing up for myself and saying, this really hurt my feelings. And so it's, it's stretching me farther. It's enriching my soil to do the things I wouldn't normally do. It Mm -hmm. enriches my soil to be able to have empathy and understanding for those who are still coping with the feeling of being abandoned. Mm -hmm. And that's how it enriches my soil. That's how it helps me today. Even though it's a shadow part of myself, it's my part of my shadow. Mm -hmm. It's still something that um, I can use to fertilize that soil. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's what we, you know, like, cause shadow work is starting to become a buzzword. You know, people are like, well, shadow work, shadow work. And it's like, you know, a lot of people still don't know what it means either. You know, they're like, oh, it sounds like, you know, we, we just go do really hard things and talk shit about like stuff that's happened. And it's like, well, I mean, kind of, but some of it is not like, it's not, some of it is not what you think, you know, like it, it's, it's just parts of you that you abandon yourself sometimes, you know, and being able to look at them and, and be like, okay, you know, maybe I, maybe I do it with a healthy way now, right? Like there, cause abandonment and letting go are the same thing, but they are not the same thing energetically. Like when we abandon something we're running or we are, you know, uh, being, you know, denying it or, or something like that. But when we let go of something, it's because we understand it and it's with love and it's with compassion. And that's what you do sometimes with shadow work is, is be able to be like, yeah, yeah, that does not belong here, like in my everyday and whatever, but I don't have to have the same energetic feeling about it. And, you know, the things that we do be like, oh, you know, that does belong here. And I think that that's what's happening. I think with a lot of people right now, especially we're in a pretty dark place emotionally uh, as people on this earth, uh, <laughs> things are, the light has not been spreading. It is actually, you know, feels like it's been dimming. And so a lot of people are looking for anything to believe in now, you know, they're looking for alternative ways to feel good. And um, you, that's why we're seeing a lot of these buzzwords come up like shadow work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and, it, and it ends up touching people in the spiritual place. Right? <laughs> and, and that can also be really scary because when you're come up against your spiritual beliefs, y'all, whew, a lot of people run in the other direction. A lot of people are like, oh, hell no. Or they'll grasp on super tight to what they know because it's safe for them you know, or feels safe. But when it's not aligned, we still have a crisis about it. You know, like we still are not okay. And that's, um, you know, that's what I think when we talk about that soil and all of that kind of stuff, like your spirit is a major part of that garden. (laughs) Like It's like when we talk about the sun and the water, that needs to be happening for your plants, man, your soul needs to be there for your spiritual, for your, the garden of you to grow. And um, if you're not nurturing it, you know, by, by being in touch with yourself spiritually, that's why we have so many people who are unhappy. Um, I, I truly believe that. So what ends up happening though, is when we start touching on this, people are like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> what is it going to mean? if I do this, you know, especially people who are raised in, you know, some pretty strict, um, religious backgrounds, like they're like, Oh, no, but I already am spiritual. And I can't let go of this. Um, I can't change this. This is just the way that it is. It's really hard to be in those spaces. And imagine what it could be like to not be in that space, whether or not it's safe outside of that space. And that's just one example, like, the amount of the, the amount of this 
that that I believe we both have probably come across <laughs> in our lives. It's like the spectrum is ginormous. Yeah. Um, but I wanted, like, I felt like it was um, a, a good topic to talk about because it is something that um, I'm finding a lot with clients recently of kind of peeking their heads out and being like, well, what if I believe in this, Vanessa? <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> and it's very like timid and being like, I feel weird and whatever. And it's like, oh no, no, welcome. <laughs> like I shall open this door for you. Like I- I'm like, I've had a secret door here the whole time, but I- I'm not going to open it unless you ask me to open it. <laughs> but now that you have asked me to open it, let's walk right in and yeah. see what we find. Um, so yeah, like I'm excited to, yeah, I don't know, I guess kind of dig a little bit more into what it's like for people to think what what you think is going to happen. What is your spiritual identity crisis all about? (laughs) And let's start with like (gasps) social media because (laughs) it's like a big sigh because we talk, we have to talk about it a lot and it's just like, Oh, it's so big. Yes. (laughs) I am not devaluing anyone's, authenticity i am not devaluing that everyone that shows up in social media wants to be their own self and their spiritual self and share their spiritual self with the world Hmm. i caution those of you who are kind of dabbling in stepping into who you are and what that is that don't sign on to the aesthetic of what a spiritualist looks like Mm -hmm. Because forgive me for those of you who are of this aesthetic, but it's not a skinny, sometimes tanned white woman mm-hmm. who has, who wears very flowy clothes and has the perfect whatever and practices yoga every five mm-hmm. minutes and <laughs> I don't devalue that that's their life and they're living their life and they're happy doing it. I'm all for that, but Mm -hmm. don't let that scare you. Don't let that deter you. If you look at that person, I know when I look at those people, I'm like, I can't, I'm not that like, you know, I, I kind of begin that comparison process and I'm like, I know better than to compare myself, but Mm -hmm. you can be, who you are exactly as you are and be just as much spiritually connected as that person mm-hmm. Absolutely. in your own way, because mm-hmm. there is no right or wrong way to connect with spirit. As long as it stays within, like, as long as you're in your heart, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. people who connect to spirituality through an egotistical type of way. And to me, while yes, the ego is important in our lives and while it, it provides us with safety and it provides us with a lot of great things, it's, it's not the way it's not the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Purest way to connect to spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can actually, as soon as you were talking, I was thinking of a person that actually, um, I don't know in real life. I mean, I have have tons of internet friends, like tons of over the years because I mean, I'm all over the place and everything like that, but I really love to just connect with people. And, and I really love to be open with, you know, communication, but there's this one person that I know basically through having, he had helped somebody else that I went to school with in like a beautiful, way I mean like really blossomed this person out and uh, so I started following him and man he's got like that toxic air about him of like the arrogance of like well I saw these people and they were doing it this way and it's wrong you know and just really like kind of putting the hammer down on like I'm doing it right and other people are doing it wrong and I thought ick like I don't like it like I, I, I don't like it because it's like it's not really yours to say. And like, do I get it that sometimes we are like, I'm doing it right now, right? Like I am literally pointing, I'm not saying his name, but I'm literally kind of pointing at that person and being like, I don't think that that's the right way to do it. I'm, I'm, 
absolutely fine with the fact that he is doing it that way and he was able to help that other person for whatever reason, you know, because I'm grateful for that connection having created it within that that beautiful soul, whatever it was. But at the same time, it it feels icky because it feels like that's that's the kind of stuff that makes people not want to go into that realm because now they're trying to measure up against this person. And it's like, that's not what it's about, man. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about integrity. It's about connectedness. It's about, you know, love energy and even, even in the shadows, right? Like it's, it's love in the shadows, right? Like we're, we're doing the dance and it can really just deter people from wanting to go in that space. And, and, and in a lot of like, that's just one example, but the example that you gave too, there will, there will be people that will see that look exactly like that, but we won't get that energy from them, right? Like they will just be like, I am a demonstration of my life and, and your demonstration of it will look completely different. And you'll feel that energy off of them the same way that you'll feel somebody who's going up there saying, this is how I do it. And this is how it's done. And it's like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. We, we want more people to be here. And I think I even see it. I see it a lot in like the witchy groups that I'm in. A lot of people want to be set apart. A lot of people want to feel special. A lot of people want to feel like there's this exclusive club of magic that people can't be in. And they want to talk about their bloodlines and they want to talk about how like they're more powerful because they were traced back to somebody who was burned as a witch, right? Like, and being like, yeah, that makes me more powerful. And like, I get the desire for that, but I also see what happens on the other side to people who truly can't, can't feel like they can access their own magic because they're bouncing up against this negative energy of spirituality. And I like, it bothers me because it is why a lot of people come up against that wall and they're like, well, I'm not going to go there because I don't belong there. I don't want to look like that. I don't want to act like that. I can't be that. So true. And the biggest, you know, and if you think about it, there is a question of how, how do you want to show up into the world as who, how do you want to bring your magic to the world? Now, when it comes to working your magic, and if you are practicing a wit- as a witch, that there are certain things that you must know that to do it correctly when you're doing spell things or whether you're doing, there's a lot of knowledge to have doing your craft. However, if you're just stepping into your intuition and you're just stepping into your connection with spirit and yourself and your heart, which is where spirit lives, it's, there's no real right or way to go about it. Mm-hmm you know, right or wrong. Like it's, it's just, you, you listen to yourself and you like, oh, this looks interesting. And you go, you look at it, you research it, you read about it, you experience it. And then you take the next step. Oh, well maybe this, because something that experienced in that led you to something else. It's almost like the proverbial breadcrumbs, Mm -hmm. spiritual breadcrumbs. That's how most of us get into it is that we, we experience something like for me, I experienced a healing and I was like, what? And I was like, what is this great thing that I don't know anything about? And I was always connected intuitively, but I was always told that it, I was as a kid that, that it was just, it was my imagination. So I never connected to it in a way that was authentic. Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, it's just me making stuff up. Right. Well, as I grew older into an adult, you know, I, intuitiveness, like I've been to readers, I've been to, you know, psychic fairs, but I never had experienced a healing until that moment. And then I realized, oh, there's power here. Oh, my -hmm. life has changed because of this healing. Oh, Mm -hmm. there were so many things that happened that made me realize this is where I need to start kind of looking. And Mm -hmm. there was a book that had come up in discussion in one of my healing classes. And I thought, Oh, and so I started reading it 
And then that book had referenced someone else. And then I went somewhere <laughs> else. And then I went, and then I just went from like place to place to place and like went from experience to experience to experience and was just so by, you know, by a certain time I realized, oh, okay, this is my connection to spirit. This is how mm -hmm. I connect. This is the way that I connect. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just took more classes, read more books, kind of connected with more spiritual people. It's kind of how you, it's, it's how we work. It's, we find, you know, we always say, I always hear people, I want my community. I want my tribe. You have to go actively be in what you're searching for. Meaning mm -hmm. if you want a tribe that's close to your spirituality or that, that helps you or supports you in that, you have to be in your spirituality. You yeah. can't just wait on the outside, not practicing, you know, connecting to yourself or your intuition mm -hmm. or so with spirit without, you can't just sit there and wait until a community arrives and then you'll practice. <laughs> right. That's not how it works. Right. I mean, manifestation 101. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be in the energy of what you want to manifest. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and with that, I think it's like people don't know. Right. Like, so when we talk about, um, like when you were, when you were talking about like starting out, like, right. Like we're baby, whatever, like <laughs> we're baby curious. <laughs> we're just like, I'm curious about what is out there. And I'm curious about what happened, say, like you said, with the healing, I'm curious about what happened during this healing. Like what in the hell is going on with me right now? How, how do I go from this curiosity to my tribe? And it's like, follow your breadcrumbs. They're always going to be right in front of you. The second that you make that decision, your breadcrumbs show up and then it becomes your choice. The hard part is making the choice, right? Like, so I, I can remember myself, you know, being, I mean, I've never been like a label of any kind, really. It's, it's like from the day I came out, I was everything. And, 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 always wanting to be everything and always not wanting to be one thing. And it really threw me for a loop to be like, okay, but if you go into this like intuitive, intuitive space, you're going to be one of them. Right. Like, and it, and when I said one of them, I was speaking through the lens of what I had been indoctrinated to believe, you know, of being like, Oh, you know, you can't, you like, you're going to be like a fortune teller, you know, like all of that really basic, like just nasty, feel like nasty labels that are put on people, negative labels because they don't understand, right? Like we, a lot of times will attack what we don't understand. And um, it was really scary to be like, are you going to be one of those people? <laughs> you maybe you don't want to be one of those people right like I can't jump I couldn't make the the jump from where I am right or where I was in that moment to what could be in the future and it was scary right because all the people that are around you are always like you right because that's what we do we, we put people around us that are like us and it was like it's that thought process of like Ooh, who's gonna go on this journey with me am I gonna be alone I'm going to leave all these people behind me because my belief system is not going to be like theirs. And I hear this from clients a lot where it's like, you're afraid to let people know who've been in your life for 30 years. Hey man, I like, you know, do simmer pops and whatnot. And like, I, I try to conjure stuff in my life, like with like spiritually and on purpose with intention, you know, like dancing around the word, witch. Right? <laughs> and it's like, that person's not going to want to be my friend and I love them and I don't well, I, like, I don't want to alienate them. So there's so much fear that goes. And that's just, again, one example, you have a, come from a deeply religious family and you want to be like um, more in the mystic, you know, mediumship type thing. Uh -uh. Like my clients are like, Oh no, no. Like, like the only person who talks to God, <laughs> like in that way is the priest. You talk to God at night with your prayers and all that kind of stuff, but it is not like the divine connection that they have. And it's like, oh, excuse me. 
right? But you know what I mean? That's 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 where a lot of people are coming from. And that's where that 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 identity crisis shows up before the work is even done and they won't do the work. And, um, you know, it's it's it, it's an interesting thing because it's hard to explain to people that you never lose yourself. You actually gain more of yourself along the way because it feels like you're going to lose yourself. It feels like, well, if I'm not going to be me today, then who the hell am I going to be? If it's not me today, that's weird, right? Like cut and dry, that's weird. But you become more you is the only way that I can say it is that you just show up being like, I'm me everywhere and you feel it and you own it and it and and you feel left out and you feel more empowerment and it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to do that. But man, how, how do you do that in a safe? How do you do that safely? Yeah. And that's hard um, because that requires ultimate faith, yeah. you know, uh-huh. in yourself and in your and in, in who you're connected to. It's it's also very hard when you have um, very strictly religious families mm-hmm. who a lot of the old world way of thinking um many you know uh islamic jewish um mormon they you know they're you don't women aren't healers women aren't anything we're not allowed to be um so many different faiths have different you know and i get that and it's hard that's a whole nother podcast about how to be spiritualistic when your religion prevents you from doing so and that you can't, you will be ostracized from your community. How do you do that? Yeah. You know, how do you do it on the fly, you know, in secret? In the closet, okay. the deepest, darkest closet, right? That's what ends up happening. Yep. <laughs> we have secret and, lives. <laughs> believe me when I say we are not telling you to, you know, just cast off your religion and and possibly become exiled by your family i mean unless you believe so much in what you do that that's okay with you go for it but we're talking on the minor occasions of you grow up being catholic and it's it's a very it's a it's a guilt-ridden thing to become a spiritualist after being catholic um or any other religion or maybe it's baptist or whatever you know, whatever religion you feel, I mean, and something I've learned too, is that even if you, and this is an aside, and and I'm sorry, because my brain is like going like 90 miles an hour, and I'm like trying to pick out the pieces I need to pick from it. But even the, the, the practice of voodoo, not that I practice that, mm-hmm. but the practice of that came from very religious places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about the way that they honor, it's very similar to like Catholic Catholicism. You know, they honor their own saints just like we honor ours, say Valentine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they have a, a, a God of, of love and whatever. And there it's, it's very similar but it was it was the slave it was born from slavery it was born from a way to make it their own a way to create the division of making something their own from wherever their country was from but that could unify all the slaves in that certain area mm-hmm. so i'm telling you that you know it's not it's not that religion isn't part of being spiritual. You can be religious and be spiritual at the same time. 100%. Mm-hmm. But you have to be okay with knowing that there's a part of you and a part everybody has this access to connect with spirit on a whole huge level. Mm-hmm. Whether it's intuitively, knowing things that you don't understand how you know, but you know, knowing mm-hmm. that Aunt Mary is going to call in 10 seconds and you're like, yeah, that's Aunt Mary. And it's mm-hmm. on Mary. It's mm-hmm. the, you know, playing the gas numbers game. I always try to, I always try to predict <laughs> how much I'm going to spend in gas, like what, yeah. what it clicks, what, what that number is going to be. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you can play different things like that. You can be spiritually intuitive or I used to, oh my God, it was so funny before I got into being that psychic, like being that 
my stepson, we used to play this game where I'd be washing the dishes or whatever. I couldn't see him and he would come up and hold something behind his back and I'd have to guess what it was. I <laughs> not, I never lost at that game. And he would look at me with these wide <laughs> eyes like, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it was like, I was just listening to spirit, you know, telling me, laughing in my yeah. ear, it's a candle or it's a whatever. And he would get yeah. so it would kick out of it. So it's not that you have to, you know, throw away your religious beliefs or yeah. throw away your practice because it's something that's foundational to you. Mm-hmm. And and for me, being a spiritualist, you're connected to God in the way that feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Are there going to be people that fall from your life because they don't believe in what you do? Yes. It happens. But that's going to happen in many different ways. It, right. it is not even just going to be that like you could, you could get in a relationship with somebody that that person, because that bond with you is not strong, will break. And you're, and it, you may feel like in the beginning, you waver. You're like, oh, I don't want to lose this relationship. So I'm going to go back to old habits. And then you'll be like, but it's too painful to not be who I am authentically. You're going to get to a point where it's so painful for you not to show up as what it is inside you and to connect to that part of yourself that you're going to be like, I need to be okay with loss Mm -hmm. and and people not understanding. I don't tell my family. Most of my family doesn't know what I do. Yeah. Unless they, unless they really follow me closely on social media, (laughs) which I know they do not. Right. They would understand what I do. Like they wouldn't, they don't get it. Yeah. They don't know. Mm -hmm. So But it's not that I don't tell them or that I'm in the closet. It's just that I don't need to have that conversation with them because they would not understand. Right. And it doesn't matter, right? Because it's so deeply personal that, um, and that's that's the other part. That's the other, I mean, we, we started talking about social media a few minutes ago, but it, it kind of, to bring it back around, that's the other part of it, you know, like is 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 the idea that like, once you, that that, that this can't be personal to you. You know, like, because people will talk about being in the spiritual closet and it'll be a bad connotation. But again, because it's yours, you can do whatever you want as long as you feel okay. If you feel like you are oppressed, then you are oppressed. If you do not feel like, if you do not feel that way and you feel like you just like this to be private for you because it works better for you that way, then that's all that matters. I mean, I, 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 it's one thing that I think I, I tell to every client, no matter what their belief system is. I mean, I do obviously tend to get more people (laughs) who are are like me because (laughs) even very recently somebody said, yeah, we Googled you. (laughs) It's like, you got purple hair. And I was like, I sure do. (laughs) And it was like, you know, a moment for them. But I tell everybody this, the, the spiritual practices that we follow now when they have deep rules, we're not the way they were when they were born. And so that gives us the ability to birth them ourselves the same way, right? Like, and I think we've even said it here on this podcast that most of the religions are born of somebody's spirit connection that they shared. And then it became something, right? Like it it, it didn't... <laughs> It didn't happen in the opposite direction, which is what it happens now, where it it shows up to us and then we follow it. It showed up and they followed it and then shared it. And so people then would start to follow, you know, and, and that means that when you are connecting, you're doing the same thing. You are actually doing what the basis of spiritual everything is about. And religion is a spiritual, it is part of spirituality. And it is based in connection with whatever it is, whatever the God or the deity or whatever it is. So it's all the same, you know, I think is what the basis is. It's all the same. It just looks different based on how you feel. And that like, I feel like frees things up for people because it allows them to be like, okay, it can still look like this, but my thought process of it will change. And that's what happened for me. You know, like I, I still went to Catholic church all the way up until when I moved here because 
I couldn't do the Southern Catholic Church. <laughs> like I couldn't literally listen to the words. Um, but I still went because I loved the ritual of it. I loved the the messages that came through because they would come through to me too. But I, you know, it's almost like getting a day off, right? <laughs> like you just sit there <laughs> and hear it from somebody else and you hear the music and you do the things that are like, sure, are they like, choreographed for you yeah but that doesn't mean anything like that that doesn't mean that that you don't you still don't love it so I mean I still loved that even though I had so many questions and I had so many things that I was like I don't really believe that but (laughs) like when you put it on the scales the things I don't believe don't actually matter I don't have to hold on to them because unless they're going to kick me out of this church because they sit here and they quiz me about my belief system I'm fine (laughs) Right. Like, and if they do kick me out, I'm not going to want to be here because that's the part about it is like what you had said is another thing is that that contrast gets darker and lighter, right? Like on each end, the more that we do that work, we become less bothered by the idea of losing things because we feel so good. Yeah. Right. It becomes like, I can't afford not to let that go because it is now damaging this goodness that I've found and I will not trade that, you know, and, and it really gets that way. Like where it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to trade this for anything because of how it feels. And so I want to share my story, my own personal story with being an entrepreneur with the idea of being spiritual. If you're looking to step into that space in your life where you are a mentor a healer a shaman um a reader whatever whatever it comes as your delight whatever it shows up for you it's one of the things i've struggled with is how to appear like what is my work what is it and how do i show up as myself but i i have a lot of fear around it and i think that some of us do whether it's through religion, through familial, or through past lives. That's always an option. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I I was really scared. And I, in some ways, I still am. Because when you're in the flow and your spiritual identity, you you identify with spirit. You don't necessarily know what or who you are there's no label and when you're trying to put yourself forth it's like how do you label yourself so that you could brand yourself like yeah you know they tell you in marketing well, find your niche find you i'm like the world like <laughs> is that small enough like connectedness yeah <laughs> it's like it's very hard and i struggle and i'm personally that's one of my themes this month is how do I show up in this very heart forward type of way? And, and what does that mean? And it, because it means so much. Um, the other thing that I have considered in my world and in, in doing the things that I've done and I, I, I considered like, do I not do this stuff? Do I not do my healings and my reading? Do I not do this the practice and the spirituality and do I do just my nine to five and, you know, maybe get a side gig doing something else. Mm -hmm. And the thought of that made me so physically sick. (laughs) It was then that I realized that my spiritual work, my connection to spirit is vital. I don't get the same high the same enjoyment, the same heart filling feeling I get after a great healing session or a reading where we are just processing and healing shit and things are just happening. And even the ones that don't, even the clients that are like, I didn't feel anything, but I feel better. I don't know what happened. You know, even the readings that are basic, I don't get the same high somewhere else. I don't get that same feeling of I'm doing my work. I'm following Mm -hmm. my path. Like that's something I'm doing spirits work. Yeah. I'm doing what spirit has asked me to do. And Mm -hmm. 
I don't get that same feeling with other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I am grateful for my steady corporate, it's not corporate because we're a tech startup, but I'm grateful for that job. I'm grateful for what it gives me so that I, you know, I can afford to allow who I am in this world to spiritually unfold. You know, mm-hmm. I, of course I want to tell everybody, quit your job. That's miserable. And, and, and become who you want to be. I understand where that's sometimes not possible mm-hmm. and that, but knowing, but being spiritual, knowing you, the universe, knowing that there's abundance, just waiting for you to ask, you can manifest that mm-hmm. job that is the best for you until you've created your spiritual empire. Mm-hmm. If that's, that's what, what I did. Yeah. Because I, I had to have an f- actual job. So what I did, what do I want to do? I labeled it out. I want to work from home. I want flexible scheduling. I want this much money. And I want to do something that hits, kind of touches a little bit to what I do spiritually. And mm-hmm. so I worked for a company who created a mental health app for providers to use with their clients who, mm-hmm. you know, to touch in when they're not in therapy so that if somebody becomes, you know, God forbid they escalate or they need help immediately that they have that help. And mm-hmm. that to me is like, yeah, that speaks very much close to what I do. Right. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sold and I'm on board and I'm grateful for it. And I did. And I manifested it all because yeah. I knew I needed to do it. So I need a job that I enjoy doing that I'm not going to burn out. And then I have time to do this work spirit has sent me here to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it totally looks different for everybody. And I think that that's the thing that like, like, you know, if we could drive home, like anything every single week, when you show up here, it is hopefully that here's some stuff, but you are absolutely going to be like an, a, a super individual. You are going to have bits and pieces of everything, you know, here and there, you know, like it's not just one size fits all anything, you know, like you, some people are going to do, you know, we hear those stories. Well, I just quit my job and then everything lined up. Good for you. You had a good enough belief system that you could do that. Some of us have to take an easier route and some of us never even go all the way over there because there are people, I just had this discussion with somebody the other day. There are people out there that are like, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I literally do not want to do that. I, I, I It sounds like absolute fucking hell for me. I'm not going to do it, right? And it's like, cool. Like you took all the steps you needed to take to get to that awareness so that you could feel peace. And find the piece that you need so that you can balance everything out. So there will be those people that never leave, you know, um, working for other people, but but they'll still do their passion and love on the side and enjoy it and think it's the greatest life that they've created because it is, you know, and that's the unfortunate thing, though, is that we don't, I feel like we don't, here we go, here I go. As soon as as I started, I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pare down the rampage, but the rampage is coming. The things that we see on the television, on social media are meant to evoke emotion within us. They are meant to poke at our desperation. They are meant to poke at our curiosity. They're meant, they're, they're literally meant to, uh, the things that we see the most or the things that we see that are advertised are meant to do something to us. They are psychologically meant to. It's not the same as somebody just sharing, right? Because like like how we do it, we're like, man, this is awesome. I mean, you can do it or don't do it, but like we really want you to feel this this kind of thing. But we're not calculated with like use these words so that you evoke this emotion within this person. Um, you know, use this aesthetic so that you evoke evoke this emotion or this desire in those people. Or these are this is your target market and this is how you get them to want what you give. And that part of it, I see why people still shy away, right? Is because you will fall into those spaces. You will fall into seeing something and be like, yeah, that's for me because it was tailored to make you want it. And then it's not for you because it's not individualized for you, you know? And like, that's, that's the thing that I think when we talk about that, the, the social media piece, we talk about trying to find our own identity 
is like that remembrance of that it is a within thing. It is not an outward thing. It is not going to look the exact same as anybody because you are not the exact same as anybody. We could, you know, we could grow up. We do, right? Like, look at your siblings. Take a look at your siblings. Y'all grew up in the same place and you're not cookie cutter because you're different people and you had different experiences and different relationships and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So every single thing about your life is going to be yours and your spirituality is part of it. And that means that, you know, just be mindful and not and 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 sit in the peace and the love of that when you hear this to be like oh man like what do you mean what do you mean guys i can make it my own 100 percent. it has to be your own it's not gonna it's not gonna click if it's not so feel the freedom that comes with like you have a spiritual identity crisis (laughs) just create whatever you want whatever whoever you are is who you are there is no crisis about it. The crisis comes when we try not to be that. <laughs> and I don't know where I heard it. And it could have been you that said it, Vanessa. But it's like all these people trying to sell us all these strategies. Like do this and you'll get your first $100,000 in the first month. and Or mm-hmm. do this as an entrepreneur. Or do this as a person. Take this. Do this weight loss system and you'll lose whatever. One, it can't work for everybody because like you said, one size never fits all. Secondly, it's detrimental to your mental health to fall into those schemes Mm -hmm. because if you don't succeed, well, they blame you. You're the problem because you Mm -hmm. didn't do it ABC. You did it ACDB. And so that's why it's wrong because you tried to make it work for you because of the way you need it and it was wrong. That's why you did it didn't work. So there's a failure factor, there's a guilt factor, and there's never any type of like ownership from the people that sold it to you for mm-hmm. over a thousand dollars that says, ah, I get it. Maybe this doesn't work for you. Try it this way. There's never any ownership of that. So mm-hmm. When you're thinking about these things that people advertise, and and there's no, it's not to say that everybody is this way. Understand there's really legitimate people out there who, you know, who really want to help, but they are making money and that's okay. It's okay because there may be part of something that you can take away from that and move forward with it and combine it with something else to make it work for you. But don't sign on the dotted line until you understand what part of you is being manipulated to think that you need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've bought so many courses. I've bought so many things in my life. Me too. Based on someone else saying that I need this to do this. Yeah. Or like, and it's funny because as you were saying it, I was like, well, in the future, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll definitely see me trying to give, you know, give you, give you some packages and probably grace as well. But that energy of it, right? Like when we, and when we talk about the energy exchange, it has to feel even or else, right? Or else. So, and that's, that's where, you know, it, it ends up happening, right? If I, if I give you a thousand dollars and I feel like I didn't get like, an even exchange, I'm going to feel bad. Like, and that's just it. You want that even exchange, but you're never going to get it. If you don't know that you're even on an even exchange for with, with the desire and, and the need being met, right? Like, you don't, if you don't know what need is being met, you're not likely to make a good exchange on it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like when we spend our money thinking we're going to get like, we're going to feel great. And then we feel really, really bad. Because the idea of that energy exchange sounded way better than being like, well, what's the need that's actually being met by doing this? Probably could do it a different way. And um, I think like the, you know, the, the reason, because I I put up a video about it the other day because it was about like um, people selling like, manifesting courses because they took a manifesting course and it was like here's the blueprint to manifesting and it's kind of like 
I don't know what's happening right now, you know, just kind of, but they, they, they will put together those phrases to be like, have you been in the dumps? Have you been, you know, and like they, and, and they just like, they reel you in. Right. Like, and that's where it comes in to be like, we need to be quiet with ourselves and be able to say what, what made me want that? And it's the same thing with the spirituality thing. When you get the idea, when you're listening to this, if you looked at the name of this podcast and you said, I'm going to give that a listen, (laughs) something's telling you that there is spiritual development to be to be to be done but then it has to be yours you have to be able to be listening right like if you hear something that one of us says and it dings you know you write it down but then you sit with it for yourself you don't go googling it and find the person that says oh i can give you that because you haven't gone far enough you haven't gone far enough to know why that thing dinged right you know like you might have heard the ding of like community and it, and it, and it, and it <laughs> sparked your, your attachment problems, you know, and, and that's not why you should follow to that community, right? Like that's, that's not, that's not a good job. You're going to go, you're going to either waste your time or your money, or you're going to further confuse yourself. You want to be able to remember that all of your spiritual connection comes from within that includes desires that becomes, that includes needs. And it definitely includes the people that are going to be able to bring you there. You are going to find those people a hell of a lot faster (laughs) if you sit and listen and wait and explore versus going to fix a problem. When you fix a problem, there's plenty of people out there that are going to tell you they're going to fix your problem. Nothing outside of yourself and your connection to spirit is ever going to solve anything for you. That's something I have to constantly remind myself of. I have the answer here within me. Like the answer's there. And if I'm seeking the information honestly, meaning not from a space of lack, Mm -hmm. from a space of this is what my goal is. I need some information here. Spirit, can you bring it to me? Universe, send me the information. And either Mm -hmm. a person's going to show up one day and say, hey, I'm, I'm this, I do this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let me, can we talk? Can we have conversation? I'd love some information. Or I find a book that exactly is the title that speaks to what I need. Mm-hmm. Or I realize I I intuitively get the hit of what that next step is. Mm-hmm. It comes from spirit in different ways. But unless I'm sitting in it from a space of wholeness, And in my heart, anything else is going to get me something that's just another course. Yep. Yep. I banned myself from courses. The last one that I took was a free masterclass because I was like, I will do free, right? Because the the energy exchange of that is my time for information. I can totally do that, right? Because I do that anyway, right? Like if I'm watching YouTube videos and stuff or watching a documentary, it's exactly what I'm doing. I can 100% do that. And the reason why was because of exactly what you just said. I would go seeking out something because I didn't have it because it was lack mentality. I didn't believe I had it. I didn't believe it was something that I could figure out or it it was something that I felt so deeply was not even a part of me that I needed the guru to bring it to me. Yeah. And it was like, at some point in my life, I had to be like, well, cause you, the guru is going to knock on that door, but you haven't opened it. So nothing's getting in. You're going to stay in that belief system. You're going to stay. Everything that they say could be very true. They could be the greatest guru, right? Like they could be the one, but if you're not in the belief system that you, that you already have it and you're just going to hone it, or you're just going to discover it, unearth it, then you're just not going to believe what they have to say. You're going to the whole entire time sit there and go, well, not me, not me doesn't work that way for me or must be nice. Or I'm going to look at, you know, like I'm going to start looking, finding excuses for why it's, it's you and I are different and that's why it's not working. It's it's just going to be this really bad experience. (laughs) We don't want it to be a bad experience. We want it to be a good, like, like what we've talked about, the reason why we want to talk about it. The reason why we're so passionate about talking about you guys connecting is because we understand from both perspectives we've done it both ways (laughs) we have definitely done the like teach me this way and then been like frick 
Like that was, I didn't, I didn't do enough of the internal work. And then we've also done it where it was like, whoop, I flipped and fell in this and holy shit, this is it. Right. Because I was, I allowed myself to just be led by, by curiosity or by seeing what was in front of me, the synchronicity showing up and actually viewing it as a secret synchronicity and following that, you know, like learning the difference between those two paths makes it like, oh, well, if we can help you cut corners, we'd like to do that. Like we'd like to be able to filter out some of that BS that we've seen and, and steer you more into that direction because what are we going to get from it? We want you to listen to the podcast. We don't get any money for it. So (laughs) we, we'd love to work with you, but if you don't ever, what are we gaining? We're just giving you not, we're giving you information in the hopes that it's helpful. Absolutely. And, you know, and I thinking back about courses, I think the healing, other than learning my healing modalities, the two ones that I learned, the only course that I think I feel I got what I put into it was the healing angel protocol, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's been such a major factor in my life and I work it, I teach it, you know, so, um, but I, you know, talking of courses, I just signed up to, um, for a heart centered leadership program Mm -hmm. because it, I really, I really love, I've been following this person for many, 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 many like years. And I really believe in what she's doing and I hear what she says and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it because I, I, she comes from a very, from that space and Mm -hmm. I want to add more into that. My own mentorship with people. I want to do more public speaking on how to lead through heart centered, which is all the things, you know? And um, so that's why I took this week off to do the whole course because I was like, no, I am doing the whole course. And, and she encourages you within that to make it your own. She doesn't Mm -hmm. expect you to be what she does. She's giving you foundational tools and information for you to apply it to your own magic. And that's Mm -hmm. what I love about this. Yeah. Is that we're not all cookie cutter, the same person. Mm -hmm. We are all individuals looking to like enhance our work with a heart centered focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even when the basics are the same which, you know, they are in certain, certain areas of life where some, some of the basics really are the same, the way that I see them, the way that I feel about them, the experiences that I've had are going to be different. And so that's where that comes in, right? Like to be able to be like, cool, here's the, here's the pillar, right? Like here's the pillar of this, say, we'll, we'll stick with the business thing. Here's the pillar of the business that you have to have. What do you feel around that? Because we need to get you lined up in, in exactly the right way for that, for that pillar to be strong, right? Like we need that. We need that in all parts of our lives because otherwise we feel either pushed in a direction that doesn't align or we feel lost. And when we go looking for that information, we already feel lost, right? (laughs) So feeling more lost is worse, (laughs) right? Like we do not want to feel like we've come come, come up against the information and failed to internalize it or feel it or whatever you know like and and it's just it's all over the place and I think that there's many different ways that it that it comes into our lives and um it's it's just a journey of you and if there's anything else that I feel like I always want people to understand is that you can be anything and it is always your journey and that you on this day in 2022 and you on this day in 2023 can look different, but if you're always following your heart and your soul, you're always going to feel like you. And that's the crazy thing that this, it is hard to understand until you feel it. It f- sounds totally wacky, <laughs> right? But it's like, how could that be? Because you, f- you just feel like you. When you are in touch with you, you were always you. Totally. And that's a great place to end. <laughs> um, like, I'm going to journal about who I am today. After yeah. 
I know. I'm like, okay, I got some soul searching. Um, <laughs> if you are interested in spiritual practice and doing it and being part of a group that supports it, supports the process of coming, becoming more in touch with your spiritual self in whatever way that shows up for you, Miss Vanessa has a support group that shows up on Monday mornings, correct? Yes. yes. Um, and if you go to her website, which is vanessaperry.net, uh, you should find information about her groups there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they need to reach out to you, Vanessa, where do they reach out? Um, you can send an email to me at vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com or um, Instagram at c.stars.psych or facebook.com forward slash Vanessa Perry counselor, I believe. <laughs> yes. You can find her. Or if you're you're in the Ford's Angels page or in anywhere in Ford's Angels, if you throw us a DM, a message or whatever, and you want to talk to Vanessa, you just say that and she'll get the message as well. But I encourage you to step into your practice, step into connecting to that spirituality in whatever way that you want it, whether you want it to be fun and kind of like carefree or whether you want to get serious about what it is you're doing. I encourage you to do it. So thank you all for spending this past hour with us. We hope that it's helped and we've hoped that we've demystified some of the process of stepping into your really soulful spiritual self. And if you have any further questions, reach out to us at Freudsangels at gmail.com or send us a DM in whatever platform you find us on. We love you and we'll see you next week. Hey, love y'all. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast. I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.